0: On the count of podcast?
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome to the Critics Movie Review Podcast 1993. I am professional film critic,
1: Sean Patrick. I'm Amy.
0: Of of Amy uh, fame.
1: I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The show is presented by?
1: Oh, the Pontiac Fiero. It's supposed to smell that way.
0: Now, MJ is here, but they're on their iPad, so don't, you know.
1: (laughs) Not iPad. (laughs) Nintendo Switch. Oh, you
0: switched them out.
1: I, I don't switch them out. I'm not a fucking parent. <laughs> God. It's not my job. All those darn kids and their devices. Oh, get off the lawn. You know, MJ's going to be 20 next year, right? <laughs> Autonomy is, is, is in effect now. And and if if one can avoid talking about any movie, the Nintendo Switch is for you. In all
0: defense, in all all our defense, I mean, we did watch Mrs. Doubtfire last week. So yeah, I, mean,
1: I think I think that MJ's very scarred from that.
0: Yeah, what I think a, we all are. What a piece of crap! A piece of crap what that was! Absolute garbage fire that was! God. And I was surprised. You know, I was I was waiting. I, I dropped a, a review, a written review that I thought was like oh, people are going to be so fucking pissed about this, uh, and I got really positive responses because it's hard to refute anything that i said because i mean it's right
1: there in the movie yeah there's no lying about <laughs> what we witnessed he did do those things he did those things uh so yeah you really can't def-
0: it's indefensible honestly
1: when you're watching a fun uh loving uh you know comedian or comedy from 1993 and you realize that it's a, a villain origin story you know and that's what it was <laughs> Thankfully, we never had to hear from that character again. <laughs> the incel Avenger. Oh my
0: God! I will. <laughs> the men, the men's rights activist.
1: I hate. I hate it. I hate it. Worst and women are comic shrews book and, ever. And, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, he,
0: he's. It's set in the seventies, and he's battling the Equal Rights Amendment.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Guys. <laughs> Yeah Um, The movie we watched today was Even in the way we had to watch it Was a thousand times better than Mrs. Doubtfire And no one's fucking heard of it Yeah
0: But nobody's heard of it but this cast Yeah We're talking about Martha Plimpton Joan Allen Mm -hmm. Chris Penn Udo Kier I mean, Maury Chaykin, Stephen Tobolowsky, Jake Gyllenhaal... Jake Gyllenhaal! ...is in this movie.
1: Briefly, but... I'm naming
0: all of these actors, and yeah. I guarantee you nobody is shouting the name of this movie. No!
1: They're like, oh, that sounds like something horrible from the
0: 90s. I mean, no, it sounds like a modern-day, like, um, independent film. I mean, Joan Allen, Jake Gyllenhaal, Now it would. That would make sense. Like, is this the cast of the next Ari Aster movie? No. Oh my God. <laughs> <It's, Ari> Aster. <laughs> this is this is the cast of Josh and Sam. Josh and Sam. <laughs> Not a
1: '90s sitcom on Nickelodeon. No. <laughs> it sh- it does sound like it should be though. Yeah. Josh and Sam, sponsored by the Pontiac Grand Prix, by the way. Yeah, the Pontiac Grand Prix. Do you know anything about the Pontiac Grand Prix? Uh, I think it smells better, but it does smell like your grandpa's cigarettes <laughs> and possible <laughs> coffee farts. So, but uh, <laughs> it was powered by that. Powered by <laughs> your grandpa's car. <father> <laughs> it was. I was so excited because I'm like, I kept yelling, at him like, is that a fucking Fiero that looks just like the Fiero on our on our Facebook page?" And he's like, "No, no, it's too big to be the Fiero." And then we look around, and it's, I look it up. I'm like, I have to know what kind of car this is. And the weirdest thing, again, no one's fucking heard of this movie. But I type in Josh and Sam, what kind of car? The picture of it Everybody- comes up. Like, to, like everyone that knows, yeah, it, it's so weird.
0: Just a bit of a tangent uh, for a moment. Um, something about I, the, you know, fart obviously has its own con, con connotation, right? But when you add coffee to it, it just <laughs> it gives you the connotation of a really hot, wet fart.
1: Now add to that what your bowels do when you have a cigarette. <laughs> see, I don't know that one. I never had a cigarette. This, this is this is the reason. Well, I mean, you had a father though. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you right now if somebody like maybe if you're hungover you have a coffee and a cigarette you're shitting for hours oh after that oh. that car smells like sadness that's that's all it just just, just depression and and <laughs> seasonal affective disorder i mean it's all of it it's all of it and then some how did a man who is that pickled
0: actually light a, a lighter in front of himself and not explode oh my
1: god stop that's it like,
0: i wonder that all the time uh,
1: it's your father <laughs>
0: Sorry, Dad. Oh, stop it! <laughs> As I look—I was see, looking at the this, floor. I
1: know. Stop.
0: <laughs> Horrible. If I look up, I only see Mom.
1: Oh, stop it! <laughs> you always have to bring Dad into it. <laughs> oh, boy. Good job. You read right. it about coffee farts and that man. I, I said your grandpa, that and that's not who I was talking oh. about. But I'm just saying, you know.
0: Anyway, that man could wreck a bathroom. Is <laughs> <God. laughs>
1: How do you flawlessly seg back into the film with that? There really is no way.
0: I mean, there is a bathroom scene in there. Jacob Tierney stars as Josh and Noah Fleiss as Sam, his little brother. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh is a jerk who uh, convinces little Sam, who's eight, to uh, believe that he is a uh, a mutant uh, of some kind, perhaps a robot Mm -hmm. who's being sought by the CIA. Um, Dick move, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the kid buys this hook line and singer like uh-huh. he's all in. He's eight years old, so this is just this is just reality to him now. Right. Uh, the, so sad. This is all while their shitty, shitty fucking parents yeah are are shuttling them between states mm-hmm. uh, in, from Montana to Florida. Uh, the dad lives in Florida. The mom lives in Montana. She's about to marry a Frenchman and run off for a fucking year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and forcing these two kids who already don't like their dad. She's like, yeah, basically, they're going to move in with you. Great parenting, Joan Allen. Great <laughs> yeah. parenting. I need to spend a year in Paris <laughs> with with Pierre. I have to do this for me. I know that I have kids under... This is self-care. Under, yeah, right. <laughs> I have a, a child and a preteen. But you know what? They're pretty self-sufficient. They'll yeah, be fine. And you know fine. what? This movie, I think, mirrors especially our generation's childhood. Because we were free to do whatever the fuck we wanted and we didn't have cell phones. So we didn't know if anybody's freaking out about us and we could just steal a car and just drive to fucking Las Vegas. You know I mean? This it it, it just, I understand. I understood what they were doing. You know, I felt very close to these characters today
0: as adults. When you reflect back on that and you remember that friend who would always come over because they didn't have a home to go
1: home to. And we had like what? Six friends. (laughs) And mom was just like, Oh, they're all staying here again. Yeah, mom. They don't have room at their house tonight, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> somebody put the somebody put the keg in their bedroom. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. We all laugh, but it's true. We we had friends like that who had parents like yeah. that. Oh my god, terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> And I love them all and I miss them, but at I'm the same just time we had two
0: two available parents mm-hmm. and they couldn't tell that somebody had lived at their house for six days without
1: leaving. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Mom had three jobs. Dad lived down the street, but he didn't want us to live with him. Why was that? Oh, because uh. Kevin was there. <laughs> and they kicked Kevin out. And then I got to live there. I don't think he was ever there though. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Because we had a tab down at the grocery store, remember? <laughs> Until uh, Amy had a party one night oh my God. and uh, kind of overdid it on the tab, <laughs> that Dad couldn't pay off. I was a, I was a prick. <laughs> I really, what an asshole. Oh, you anyway, know, if he were a responsible parent, but anyway, that's enough. <laughs> All right. So
0: anyway, this, is, this isn't therapy. This is a podcast. Just you know what? I think today it does feel like <laughs> therapy, though, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: Okay, we need Josh,
0: to and, Josh, <laughs> Josh and Sam are giving us anxiety. Oh,
1: panic we're, we're triggered. We're this triggered. film has triggered us. <laughs> so here's here's the thing about this movie. Okay, so either we purchased it on no. Amazon for fourteen ninety nine. No, not never. gonna happen. Never because happened. what if we didn't like it? Yeah, and I don't then, want to own this thing. Right, and then so we went over to YouTube, and it's like no one knows about this movie. Somebody obviously must have uploaded it to you. It, it, they had to have. We were correct. Having said that, to get around the uh copyright, copyright claims copyright, yeah. yeah they took all of the incidental and 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 soundtrack music out of it which makes for a very <laughs> eerie fucking viewing experience cuz there's no soundtrack
0: to tell you how you're supposed to feel at any moment like you know you would figure like in some of these scenes there'd be a lighthearted soundtrack to yeah. remind you you're watching a comedy right. and not watching this dystopian drama where these two children <laughs> Are are driving (laughs) around, (laughs) neglected by
1: their parents, to (laughs) into running away. And and there's so many like, so many like. There's a moment where you know the two boys they're down and they just get into Orlando. They're having dinner that night, and so his father married another woman who has two sons. Well, the two sons right there at the dinner table, right next to mom and dad, who are just sitting there reading or doing whatever the fuck they're doing, and they're calling this kid a homo and basically making him cry. And the dad's just like, "You need a man up." You know, and, and, and... Steven Doubleowski. Yeah. Ned Ryerson is a terrible (laughs) father. That's all I'm saying. Terrible.
0: Oh, my God. He says to him, go to your room. You're in my room, Dad. You're making me sleep in the fucking
1: living room. He even said, he goes, you're in my damn room. Before he got up and ran out. But my heart broke for him. It's just like, is anyone... So we're just going to let this kid be harassed, basically. Yeah. Okay. He's going to get sense. picked
0: on by these two brothers. Also, he's being forced to move to this town. Yeah. Now, because his mother's leaving for a year. To, to go to
1: France. To live to in fuck a home
0: off. where he doesn't have a room. Where he's barely welcome
1: right. uh, to be there. So, yeah, I wonder why he ran away. Uh, she... <laughs> It's almost as if he was being sort of, I don't know, mentally abused in a way. <laughs> I, again, without music to tell us how to feel. <laughs> You're left with this dystopian
0: view. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think you and I were, sa- I think we sat wide-eyed a few times. We're just like, do you know what we're supposed to feel right now? It's like, it's like watching a TV, a sitcom without the laugh the track. track. It's, I don't know how I'm supposed Watch to feel. Watch a
0: full, full House episode without, without the a laugh track. Oh my God. Disturbing.
1: I, I, like I, like my soul dies thinking about that. Because I need to be directed imagine, how to
0: feel I want you to think close your mind close your okay. eyes. Think, right. I want you to picture Urkel. Jaleel White. Uh-huh. Now imagine there's no laugh track. He's hey. just doing all that shit and no one is responding but but Reginald Bell Johnson <laughs> screaming at him. For for some reason. <laughs> this
1: is like this is like Garfield without Garfield yeah I actually enjoy Urkel without the laugh track you know the whole did I do that and then everybody just staring at him it's like oh okay and then be you, you
0: did you did do that
1: but he he keeps a smile on his face again mind you no laughter he's very confident I almost like that Urkel better I, I do in my head. Actually, you know what? And we, we kept doing that that burnout, burnout. We kept like that that we kept trying to figure out what songs were yeah. playing. I googled the soundtrack. Yeah. And I will say these songs are not that fun loving either. So I think <laughs> we, we I think really it was much. Yeah, I think it was better without the synth that was playing yeah. cuz it was very sad the soundtrack, which I think Thomas Newman did. So it, it I almost want to do every movie like this without music because it just changes the, changes the whole scope it, yeah. of the film, the tone.
0: Um Lighthearted Kids movie is no longer a lighthearted kids movie. A light hearted kids movie, by the way, from that for much of the film, uh, Josh believes that he killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> they they get, uh, they, they're they running some scam where they're getting into a hotel to find a place to stay for a night. They're mm-hmm. getting food. at the. He decides to steal some food from this high school reunion that's going on in the hotel. Right. He gets mistaken for somebody, and this guy thinks that he's, the bo- that Josh is the son of the woman that he was in love with in high school, and right. so he then comes to convince himself, this is Chris Penn, convinces himself that he is Josh's dad.
1: Right, because Josh said he didn't know his father, but right. it's all part of an act.
0: Uh, but it, you know, his age would match up with when he knew that when they when he knew the mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes Josh take him to the mother's house, and Josh breaks in mm-hmm.
1: to the house because he's got to act like it's his, like Acting it's his like grandparents, it's his Yeah, right. like
0: he's I'm here staying with my grandparents. I'm yep. not hiding out at this hotel with my brother that I've stolen from. A, <laughs> who, is,
1: who is seven years old and sitting in a hotel
0: room by himself, thinking he's a robot? Right, thinking he's a robot, <laughs> chasing, being chased by the CIA. God. They, uh so the guy is like figuring out their little ruse, and uh, to get out of it, he just picks up a pool cue and whacks this guy over the skull, <laughs> knocking him unconscious.
1: Yeah, and then he he tries to feel for a heartbeat, and he doesn't find one, so he just assumes that it's he just assumes he's dead. Yeah.
0: Yes, I've, I've committed a murder. I can never go home.
1: So these both <laughs> of these boys now are completely tortured. Oh well, yeah, and, and yet, Sam,
0: it's, it's Sam is so prepared. He just goes and gets in the car and starts it up. He's uh, I'm, <laughs> Eight, I'm going to fucking Canada. Way. I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to let these people use my newfound robot abilities mm-hmm.
1: against me. Well, and so so how the Pontiac, <laughs> our sponsor, unofficially, uh, comes into play is that this Chris Penn's character, um, he's knocked out on the floor, so the kids are like, you know, take the fucking car, the take Pontiac. The, take the car. Uh, they've already got. They've already got Pierre's credit cards. <laughs> that's that's the Frenchman.
0: <laughs> that mom's running that off. That mom's Europe running with. off with.
1: Yeah. So he's got Joe Naylor. By
0: cards. the way, does not come back. She fucks off to Europe and we never hear from her again.
1: That's not true. We see Pierre again. Well, no, because she's actually she has a phone call with him. Remember? Oh, really? Oh, Yeah. Okay. She has a. You might have fell, fell I asleep might have, at that. I point. might have n'ot at Um. She and she is really pissed off because he's calling her from the airport and she's like, "You're going to stay in the airport tonight because they had they had turbulence. There's a storm that right. so grounded the plane that they were going to go back to see their mom before she fucked off to France. Yeah, to France. Great,
0: again, really great dad moment from Tobolowski. They've. Been flown down to Florida. Mm-hmm. They're with him. They're supposed to be there for a week. Mom calls, says, I'm going to Europe. So what you're going to do is fly all the way back to Montana for a week. Grab your shit yeah. and then come Get back the out yeah. to Orlando. You're gonna mm-hmm. do this all in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grab all the shit and come back. Mm-hmm. By yourself. By yourself. Don't don't send Dad's not coming with you mm-hmm. to make sure to help you gather the things that you need. Uh, because apparently, you're just going to be responsible enough as a 12 and an 8 year old to fly home on a plane, get a taxi home mm-hmm. by yourselves, go in and pack up what you need, and then fly back alone. Because baby
1: boomer parenting. <laughs> this is why we're all traumatized. <laughs> I love you, Mom. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that to you. You know, know, it's true.
0: I mean, you could have flown to Phoenix. When you were 12 years old, you could have flown to Phoenix and just nobody would have fucking known for days.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then they'd be like... Where do we even begin? We don't have a phone tree. You know, like, remember phone trees? Yeah. (laughs) No one had a phone tree.
0: They would have that officer call from the school to say, Why isn't Amy? We haven't seen Amy in three days. And mom
1: would say, Yeah, she's probably been skipping. I bet I know where she is. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm in Phoenix gambling with my aunt. You know? I I wish I would have done that. mary Kate
0: and Ashley style,
1: style romp in Arizona. See? I wasn't that pretty, though. I wouldn't be able to do the things that they got away with. But having said that, Aunt Eileen was in was in Arizona, we would have had a fucking blast. <laughs> so, and then I'd be like, please don't tell my parents, and she'd be like, okay, you can stay here. <laughs> she probably would. She was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and again, it's, and I'm not I'm not saying all baby boomers because again, there were some cool ones out there, few and far between. But like, I imagine these children as if they're real. Live humans, where they would be today, how they would, how they would think back and like, hey dude, remember when we totally fucked off and stole that car and you killed a guy? and we, <laughs> I was a robot.
0: Do you remember that? And we met that old that uh, that uh, older teenage girl. Yeah. Who, uh,
1: oh yeah, she was a went around liberty- with
0: us and and was uh, pretending that she was from the underground to
1: help get you to Canada. By the way, played by Martha Plimpton, who I fucking love. <laughs> who just fucks off? Just fucks off. She just. Fucks off! We have like a, we have a good fifteen minutes with her, I think, and then yeah. she's gone. Yeah, she but she, but not
0: before she says you should. She says to Josh, "I like you, Josh. You should come with me to Oregon and, yeah. and stay with me, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just be us together." Yeah, uh, you know, seven years till you're till you're uh, t- till you're legal, and then we're good. Creepy. <laughs> little
1: little that didn't age well. That didn't kind age of, well. kind I, of I, moment.
0: She was talking in more of a motherly.
1: I'm thing. sure I,
0: that's the vibe that she has so I'm not blaming Martha Plimpton I'm oh I don't saying. blame her no no it's weird though
1: it's very 90s you've writing barely, though.
0: you barely know this kid yeah and you want him to go w- and just abandon his family to go with you to live with you in Oregon right I mean I would've <laughs> but I guess she's young enough to not understand the consequences either I don't know her Her character's what 19 maybe she
1: would've been yeah roughly 19 or 20 easily yeah um yeah yeah But, I mean, again, not enough time to really develop a full character, but I liked her. I liked her character. I felt safer when she started taking over the driving. Yeah. Thank you, because 12s and 7s should not be driving.
0: (laughs) Sam didn't do that bad a job, because he's a robot.
1: He's a robot.
0: So he knew what he was doing. (laughs) He could aim really well.
1: He's not really a robot. (laughs)
0: He's not. That's the twist, folks. He's he's not actually a robot.
1: Right. The thing is, and and again, if this were today, I think that the the diagnosis of autism would be given to this kid. Mm. I really do. Um, we live in a world now where it's it's easier to detect, on the and spectrum, he's very much yeah. on the spectrum. And yeah. um, again, Noah Fleiss again, I he looks so familiar, but he's a great little actor, you know, for what he did, and he had to play kind of straight and stoic, like nothing affected him. And like he even said, he's like, I, I don't have any feelings because I'm a robot. So he just assumed that that's why he didn't have any feelings. He's no, so sad about he's it. So sad, he, he, he was stuffing his feelings down for so long. I think that's what was so heartbreaking for me. I just wanted to give the kid a hug. But I mean, actually, I don't think that there was a bad actor in this. You know, because I yeah. even I even think that Jacob Tierney was quite good. Um, Few you know, dry moments, but, I mean, he's,
0: they're young. I would say this is, this is better than most of the movies we've seen. Agreed. In 1993, because this is the single worst year ever for movies. It really is. I mean, there's just nothing, there's nothing worse than 1993. This is a flaming garbage fire of a year for movies. It's true. I think the only thing that has worked in
1: 1993 is are comedies.
0: Like, we didn't once say, let's just turn this off and... You know, for, no fuck it forget it no i where i mean physical pain went into watching remains of the day and not mrs. turning doubtfire. it off and mrs doubtfire especially like was just absolute fucking torture to sit through
1: we, we this it. wasn't
0: this wasn't no t- torture to sit through oh. part of it was because we were entertaining ourselves with the lack of the soundtrack and that
1: certainly helped it. It was fun, because I kept trying to think of like what pop songs would play right there. And then, like I said, I'm like, ooh, there'd be a Sting song right here, there'd be this and that. And then when I find the soundtrack, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's all ambient music. It's like, it's all... Except for, um, there's a band called The Drunks on there. But it's, again, it's instrumental, which yeah. isn't terrible. I just don't... I, I don't ever want to watch this movie with, with music, though. Like, if I ever watch it again. <laughs>
0: Wild tangent, got nothing to do with anything, yeah. but just amazing soundtrack things that I know you, at the very least, will appreciate. Mm-hmm. Last night, I cried myself to sleep because I watched the movie All of Us Strangers. Oh, okay. With uh, Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Yeah. Are you familiar with this movie?
1: I am familiar because it came to my house.
0: It is... Uh, I love Andrew Scott so much. Andrew Scott is a writer living alone in, in, in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents died years ago. But he's lately been boarding a train and going to his childhood home, and his parents are there. His parents from the
1: 90s
0: (gasps) are there, and they're, like, talking to him. They recognize him as an adult, and they're having these conversations about his life. And he meets Paul Meskel, and they begin to have a a romantic affair. And All the while, they're playing these fucking devastating Pet Shop Boys songs. Oh, no! Fucking devastating! Pe- Pet shop boys and Frankie goes to Hollywood oh. song is just breaking your fucking heart, especially at the end. The song they play at the end, oh my god! Because <laughs> I'm not going to spoil the ending, but my god, this fucking ending!
1: Oh, oh!
0: What an amazing movie!
1: I mean, <laughs> I love, I love it when again, if I were ever in, if 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 I could have been in the in the in- industry. I would have gone into film score. I would have gone into son- soundtrack compilation. Because I think, to me, it's... Whenever I think of soundtracks, I think of the perfect ways in which a song can be used. Mm-hmm. Or it just, just the right part of a song can enhance the entire scene. And that's what I wish I would... You know, and again... Watch this. We're having this conversation after talking about a film you that would, had no music in it. It's just—it's fucking you,
0: crazy. you would crush needle drops. Oh. You would
1: crush needle drops. Uh, you know, you—you you know why I'm good at it? And honestly, it's because when we were kids, some of my favorite music videos were that from a soundtrack because they always knew where to put that one. Powerful moment in the video and where to use that one. Like I think of Kenny Loggins all the time with this because he always had soundtrack ready tracks always, and every time a video came out that he would do, they would they nail it. They and you just remember those scenes. Um, Who's Johnny by Elde uh, DeBarge. Uh-huh. That video. Okay, again takes place in a courtroom. <laughs> Ali Sheedy, Steve Gutenberg, Everybody's in it. I don't. It, well, maybe Gutenberg wasn't in it, but anyway. They nailed using the, 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 the scenes from the film where they needed to be. That's what made me good at it, was because I remember those moments and what, they would make my whole body. I, I get goosebumps.
0: But I would the, shiver. The greatest one, though, mm-hmm. the greatest needle drop I've seen is Gross Point Blank. Ah! Oh!
1: Live and let die. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> the minute he gets out in front of that gas station, that that mart. Ugh. And it just—it just the camera pans back, and yeah. it's just that full-body shot the of the Guns N' Roses
0: version. specifically.
1: Oh, and it just living <laughs> like, uh, and just like just fucking brilliant. And then he goes inside, and the song turns yeah. into elevator music. Brilliant, so fucking brilliant.
0: That and of course, same movie, mm-hmm. uh, Under Pressure.
1: Easily, him standing there, him sitting there, holding the baby, mm-hmm. and the eyes, <laughs> the eyes looking back, yeah, yeah. Ugh. That, again, Cusack. two soundtracks, totally worth having both of them. Cusack, high fidelity, obviously as well. I mean, Cusack knows what he's doing. The needle drops, amazing, bar none. That film is no, yeah. There's, there's not a bad one in there. Incredible. So, yeah, and again. There was no music in this movie today. <laughs> I mean, there is, that, just
0: not in the version that we want. Yeah, exactly. If you watch this movie on YouTube, there is no. There's no
1: no music. I guarantee. I, <laughs> which I, is why we recommend it. I do. You should go watch you it this watch way.
0: This, ha- have this weird experience of this movie with no music to tell you how you're supposed to feel about what you're seeing.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing: when I was 20, 20 or twenty-one, my friend Jill and I went to a party at a guy's house, and turns out it's only like five dudes. And, you know, everybody's having beer and Jill and I are just kind of sitting on the couch going, yeah, we could go home. This is boring. But um, Beautiful Girls came on, which, again, not everybody loves that movie, but I do. And I think it has a fantastic, fantastic soundtrack. And there was this guy who was sitting around the corner in a chair and I'll never forget it. He, he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, you know what i fucking do? And he's pointing at the, at the TV. When I make my films, they're not going to have any music in them. Because if the story's good enough, we shouldn't have to have songs that carry on the the whole message of the film. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> the, and again, he, he couldn't have been much older than me because it was so pretentious the way he said it. You know, and he's just, he's smoking, so like he's such a deep thinker. And the guy that we were there with, he, he was like, yeah, man, that'd be interesting. And I'm like, we're talking about, right now, we're watching Beautiful Girls, and he's pissed because Sweet Caroline's in there, which I hate that fucking song, but regardless, it works in the movie. And there's there's like three other great songs that, that they use so <clears> perfectly <throat> in that movie, and this asshole, of course, white guy, you know, totally just like, bray. He may as well have been friends. He's like, oh, <laughs> you know. And he
0: went on to try this experiment as
1: the director of <laughs> oh. Love on a Leash. <laughs> oh, I wish that was the case. <laughs> God. That's that's his that's his opus. That's that's the, opus. The, the one that thing. The, that is the proof of what he's uh, of his concept. Oh my God, <laughs> and, and why it's terrible. Now again, this movie today, it had music. We just couldn't hear it, but it seemed to still work for me. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I still recommend putting music in your. In your I would say film. yeah, it's probably. <laughs> Please <laughs>
0: do that. Use use music in your movies for sure. Because again, some of us do need to know. We need direction.
1: (laughs) Am I supposed to laugh that his (laughs) grandfather died? Or am I supposed to feel sad? (laughs) And it's like that bouncy kinda jaunty music. It's like (laughs) God, I wanna hear I wanna know what that song is. I need that song in my life.
0: I get I I know what's been credited on Alison Frankler's show. I know that.
1: And we just can't find it though. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Because she uses it so often on Baywatching and it's so funny. God damn it, it's so fucking funny. Holy shit. Uh,
0: She's she's a genius and she does those needle drops too.
1: Yeah, yeah, nails it. Yep, exactly. (laughs) God, love a good needle drop. If I could marry a needle drop, I would. (laughs) I'd have a better relationship with a needle drop than a a dude anyway. Anyway, that's off, that's beside the point. uh, It's a tangent. It's a a bit of a tangent. Right, but overall... (laughs) I would definitely say watch this movie. Check I mean, yeah. But watch it on YouTube. Watch it without music. Cause it's comical <laughs> that way. <laughs> definitely is comical. You'll be like, I don't know if I feel sad or if I'm happy. Mm. I don't know how to feel. Cause I need somebody to tell me. <laughs> Give me the laugh track. I need the laugh track. Fuck <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. So highly recommend Josh and Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> either way i mean it's it's a good movie <laughs> it's well acted and i like everybody in it except for ned ryerson being a horrible father <laughs> uh, and, I, I keep calling him that i know he's not bad. he just was in groundhog Day, and don't all. forget Joan ellen terrible mother terrible mother terrible mother i had friends that probably had both of those parents you know what i mean <laughs> where's your mom oh she went to argentina again this week you chose to have these children That's true. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? You had
0: choice while you were alive. (laughs) This is is before abortion was taken away, so, I mean.
1: Fuck. Right back where we started from. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) America. (laughs) 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 Yeah. God, can you imagine imagine
0: that song playing where you're going to get a back alley abortion? I'm telling
1: (laughs) you. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, that, I would like that song that we're thinking of. I would like that to be just in my life all the time, like wherever <laughs> I'm walking. It's
0: like, like, like when Stewie played
1: the the tromb- or
0: the uh, the tuba for people.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, but that was to fat people. <laughs> so cruel. So cruel. So cruel. Uh, yeah, so Josh and Sam, yeah, check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I should uh, the non-music version.
0: You'll, Amy will put it up on the Facebook page. Oh,
1: I will. If she can remember the password. So, ah, la, la 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 la. Sorry, I was I was reading. I was reading, listening to a dude talk about chakras. Um, <laughs> Josh and how are your Sam?
0: chakras after Josh and Sam? Fully aligned? I don't. I don't feel anything. <laughs> your aura is a tad yellow. What does that mean?
1: <laughs> um. Okay. So Josh and Sam, 1993, full movie voice track only uh it's R- rollin locks i think is the person that uploaded it i would go check their uh oh god they did a lot of holy shit they have needful things up there without noise the stand the langoliers with without soundtrack. oh my god what left behind oh my god Her cameron's left behind <laughs> are they all without noise oh my god
0: that's hilarious
1: that thrills me to no end. I want to go watch Kirk Cameron's Left Behind without <laughs> without the swelling angels on high kind of music. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, Rollin' lacks. It's our... Can you imagine, uh, our, you our, imagine yeah.
0: saving Christmas without that awful Christmas music around <laughs> Or the Christmas. dumb, ra- or the, dumb d- the dumb, the dumb rap songs that Oh
1: God, stop it! Do. Or that 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 dance that they did toward the end of. Oh God, with, that- but with no music, no music. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> it's just sad white people dancing. <laughs> I would watch that, uh, and I then I then didn't enjoy that. Then
0: you replace it with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> Allison
0: Pregler and Phayless. Check them out. Check you'll, them you'll, out. You'll, they put that song in every video. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Allison's latest is Richie Rich, uh, the sequel. I without saw Macaulay that.
1: Culkin. Yes. Highly recommend. I, Highly recommend. I saved it. It's in my queue because I got to watch that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So, the, the more important part of this podcast from 1993
1: <laughs> is brand new episodes Good of Doctor Dr. Who. <laughs> Look. We've got tenant back for just a short period yeah. of time here. That we're, 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 I'm so excited. We'll drop it off once once we're once the show is finished. Yeah, the specials or the specials are finished. Uh, not that I don't because I'm super ready for. Uh, I'm always saying it she right. Is okay because I always say it wrong. Love, love, love him so much, and I think he's going to be a, an amazing doctor. But we don't want to make this into a Doctor Who podcast, so no. we're just
0: doing it for ten we're minutes gonna, to it's sneak special. Sneak it in here on the back of a 1993 movie podcast about Josh and Sam.
1: Yeah, but, see, that just proves who's <laughs> who's actually listening. If you're you want, know? if
0: you're listening to the if you listen to the Mrs. Doubtfire episode, you have no idea that, that we're, we're going to get about means, halfway in and just switch to talking about Star Beast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look. We have we have digressions, digressions, on there.
0: and that's what a, it, this, is a digression. this is a digression. Consider it a digression. Yeah, that's that's all you're gonna get. Imagine Doctor Who without music.
1: <laughs> you know, like today's episode, kind of works. It does kind of work because the the way that their faces look in this, they're 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 marooned on this ship as the Doctor has been many a time before, and. The looks on their faces, Yeah, you really didn't need music. And sometimes it was just that, that one chord just going, in the background. So that's all you're getting is it, that kind of music. So good. The giggle. So good. Oh my God, the giggle. That's what the episode is called. I thought it was Wild Blue Yonder.
0: I believe, um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, no, yeah. it says, oh yeah, okay, this is
1: Wild Blue Yonder. Yeah. Next time is the giggle. Because they actually use the song wow. in it. So... Um, oh, I'm creeped out by it all. yeah. It was, if, again, if you're a fan of Doctor Who and you're a fan of Tenant's Doctor, then you remember the episode Midnight, um, where the Doctor's on a plane. Um, we've got Donna, who's at a retreat, so she's not really featured in the episode. Patrick Troughton's son is on the plane, which I love. I think that's so cool. If you don't know, that's the second Doctor. Um, that episode, Midnight, was so fucking eerie and like it's one that I can't watch ever again. It gives me, it gives me anxiety, because once you know the voice, once he, he you know the, the, the this kind of entity is like transferring. I just and then they, the, there's a lady who jumps out of an airlock, you know, on the plane, and well does it for a good reason. But th- that's the feeling I got from this episode today. The, the the biggest things that creeped me out. There's nothing that creeps me out more. And I used to have these visions when I was a little kid of somebody growing giant, like huge, like they could step on you. That 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 gigantic movie poster that I have of Paul Rudd from Anchorman, yeah. you know how big that is? It right. takes up an entire wall, floor to ceiling. I had it up, but I wouldn't even look at it sometimes because he he was so big. He was so big. And there's moments in this episode where, these, where they kind of... Our the premise characters. is
0: they, they've crashed on this pl- on this um, ship yeah. that is on the e- very edge of space.
1: Like, the edge of space. And the TARDIS is going through it, so it fucks off and just leaves it there.
0: Yeah, the, Donna spilled co- coffee on the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and it's exploding and burping fire, and then when it senses danger, it runs away. <laughs> And so they've got to try and figure Pussy. out what the danger is. And tra- once they can grow the danger, then the TARDIS will return. mm mm-hmm. um, But <laughs> they've got to figure out what the danger is. And the danger is them. Them. Uh, whatever this entity is, it turns into Doctor and Donna. Yeah. And uh, then they having, they're having these conversations. My arms are too long. <laughs> what do you mean your arms are too long? My arms are too long.
1: And then pretty soon, their arms are fucking too long. <laughs> like... Like, Donna has one arm that just, like, gets elongated. Yeah. But then it's the fucking doctor who has the giant fucking hands that could crush somebody. Terrified me. I can still see it in my head. And then when they become so large, because, obviously, the real doctor and the real Donna are running away from them, they they grow too big because they haven't acclimated They haven't, they haven't completely
0: edited their DNA properly.
1: Right. Because, you know, as they, they stole their likeness, they could steal their memories and that kind of thing. And then they just get bigger and bigger. And pretty soon they take up this entire ship. And I couldn't even look at them. Like, every time, like, I, I could look at regular Doctor and regular Donna, but whenever they went there, like, I, I would find myself doing this or just kind of looking away. Too big. They're too fucking big. I have a phobia yeah. of that.
0: At one point, Donna melts.
1: Donna melts. Yep. Didn't like that. Did not like that. Um, their teeth. Their teeth. Yeah. Uh, It reminds that reminds me of the teeth from the uh, the women in the episode where it's Eleven and Rory and Amy and they go to Italy, Venice, and although they they you think that they're vampires, but they're not. They're actually just but they got all those teeth. That's exactly the teeth that Donna and the Doctor had, and I I hate them. Mm. I hate them. There's got to be a phobia for that.
0: (laughs) But we don't know. I mean, this is not a lore
1: character from the past. No. Well, we don't even we don't even know what kind of alien being uh, beings are are inhabiting the likeness of Donna and the Doctor, and we never get to find out because they just turned into that to their likeness. So it's a whole new. Co- I wish I wish we would have had like a name for the alien. Like I couldn't even like tell you what. No, they're just shapeshifters. Yeah, basically. they don't
0: really know because they don't know what the na- they don't what to call them.
1: Right. Yeah. It, it, and then you have those moments in it where, you know, again, Catherine fucking Tate, you, you back that camera up and she'll just one little emotion and she just crushes your soul. You know what I mean? And like, she'll say things. I was thinking about the fires of Pompeii the other day, too. Like when she's yelling at the doctor, there's not another companion that can do what she does. There's something so special the two of them together with, with Tennant and Catherine Tate it's lightning in a bottle I mean they're just so good together and the dramatic scenes with both of them I just I feel like my skin's falling off like I can't <laughs> I can't describe it but they did it so well in here and when he leaves her behind oh, he's got the wrong dot on got the, the wrong tar Donna. oh god damn it and oh. she's screaming at him she's like yeah. this is really me and you're just like but is it? And then you look back in the TARDIS, and that Donna had that kind of smirk, so we we knew. Yeah, we could tell. They gave, they
0: gave you a little bit of a tell. Yeah, but even still, even the scene that followed that, you're like, did we? Are we sure?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <and> what, <laughs> one of my favorite things about, especially a tenant's doctor, is that if you if you watch anything in the past where there's some sort of shape shifting or somebody's taking over somebody's body, the doctor, his doctor, is always so attuned. That he almost always automatically can tell that's not you. I can always right. tell, you know.
0: And also, you know, he would, normally he would take out the sonic and use that, and I would, you Scan know, them. tell I couldn't use it. The nope. sonic was attached to the TARDIS, right?
1: Exactly, because it was uh,
0: rebuilding itself. Mm-hmm. So I love how taking taking away the uh, you yeah, know the, the his tools uh, leaves him with uh, just his intuition and
1: a, a gut instinct. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's been alive for thousands of years. <laughs> I think he knows a thing or two about a thing or two, <laughs> and yet he still almost leaves Donna to die. He almost leaves Donna to
0: die. <laughs> he does figure it he out. He does. Though. He does. But it, it
1: almost happened. Now, see, okay, so in in order so far, I still, I think Star Beast just a better episode, obviously, because it, this is a bottle. This this is definitely like, this definitely is just two
0: characters um, most, most of the time. We'll get to yeah. one other character that shows up, but. Um, I wanted to focus on so one one thing that's hit me both in Starbeast and in this one is when Donna looks at the at the doctor and says, "Where's Rose? I've got to get back to Rose." And it just breaks my fucking I heart know. because I don't think she realizes it when she says it. But like she's got to be breaking both of his hearts every yep. time she says it. Every time because he's thinking of another Rose. mm Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was really kind of hoping we'd see Billy Piper at some uh, point. I'm I have hoping. No idea. I'm holding out hope, but. I I don't think it's likely. Um, Having said that, it is nice to see a face at the end of this episode. That made us both cry. Oh my god. Because this was Bernard Krimmett's last episode. I can't look at him without crying. Well, fuck you, Wilfred, because you know what? (laughs) The the last episode of Tenant, first time, as Ten, and he's going by that wedding chapel, and he sees Wilf, and Wilf looks at him and just like grabs his mouth. I just starts to cry. I mean, I, mm, I can't. <laughs> I fucking can't. He loved the doctor as much as Donna did, and and so to see him, and the, again, this is the, this is the last time, the last role he did. Thankfully, he got to do this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's such a testament to a character. Uh, Wilfred Mott is beloved by any fan that 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 is worth their salt. Yeah, and to be able to have him do these these last this last specials means everything. He shows up at the end of this fucking episode makes us cry. And then reveals that the world's ending. <laughs> and all of a sudden we're seeing fire out of the sky, there's planes falling, I mean just shit, people are beating each other up. I mean, what the fuck? And immediately and, you know, I'm like, get Wilfred on the TARDIS right now. Exactly, <laughs> for, and he's in a wheelchair, protection. so it's like, shove him in there. Yeah. God damn it! And so now it's, and I even I even looked at Sean. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to wait another fucking week for this. <laughs> like you again, I know that's why they are cliffhangers, but as a person who has been so spoiled <laughs> by binge watching, <laughs> fuck you, Doctor Who. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I I had the luck
0: of. Uh, of getting into Doctor Who after like, there had already been, all, of course, all the old seasons, which I've not well, not really done. Mm-hmm. Like all of uh, nine had been done by the time I yep. found it. Most yep. of uh, Matt, it, all the way through, all, Doc Ten had already been done.
1: And yeah, because I, I remember watching the very first episode the, of, of
0: Matt. Halfway through you. the Matt Smith season and was done before I even watched nine for yeah, the first time. Yeah, So I got to just watch
1: all of those that were... <laughs> same, same. <laughs> well, because I, I remember Tennant, and I would watch some of those episodes in the in the past. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's, he's probably my favorite doctor because I just love him anyway. And then I watched the very first episode of Matt's era... With you at the apartment. And I just fell in love. I'm like, oh my God. Now, I do I like Matt more than I like David? <laughs> And I never watched um, Eccleston's run. I, I didn't watch it until years later where I'm like, I have got to be a completist. I am a completist. I, I've watched every single doctor now in order. But I decided to watch Nine's run um, before I started that whole journey because I wanted to see why we, we got up to everything. By the way, my, my, my favorite favorite doctor is is Tom Baker, but the new who, I there's not a bad doctor in the bunch. From Eccleston all the way up until oh. now. There's not a bad one in the bunch.
0: So you were brilliant Rose. Oh and so was I.
1: And so was I <laughs> <laughs> Eccleston had such a great <laughs> smile too. He's so he's so proud of himself.
0: Uh, I love that that, that moment. though, the, the best Eccleston moment is he's confronting Everybody. that he's contra- confronting that Dalek mm-hmm. in Utah in the basement. And and you would make a good Dalek. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God
1: damn, that's good shit. That's damn good. shit. And then shit. they brought that back for Capaldi too. Ah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Capaldi, one of the most underrated doctors of yeah. all time. Just a fantastic run. He he was gorgeous. Again, his the, his, the midlife crisis doctor. Uh, yeah. He's very angry, <laughs> but with you his know
0: sunglasses what? and his guitar.
1: But I loved with Capaldi how they tied it back in to Tennant because Capaldi was obviously in the fires of Pompeii. And so they do that in that first episode like they of Capaldi. the face that you yeah. remember. Yeah. And he, he he's looking, he's looking at at the at like the water and he's like this face. How do I know this face? And I love that this is kind of it's it's a it's a repeat. It makes you wonder again. what would
0: have happened if he had had a chance to see Donna exactly. with that face. Oh my
1: god. Oh my god. Yeah. My thing here too is where the fuck is River Song? She's out there somewhere. I I mean she's she's you know dead in some part and alive in others. But I would love to see Alex Kingston. And one, Silence in the Library is my favorite two-parter of, yeah. of Doctor Who, easily. It's well, how fantastic. Many, I mean, did she cross this Doctor and like? Yeah, did they? Silence
0: in the Library? <laughs> no, but I mean uh, this this older version of him. <gasps> oh God, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> did she? Didn't she say in Silence in the Library you were older?
1: <gasps> fuck, you did. And I, <laughs> we all thought she was referencing Peter Capaldi. <laughs> That's true. But then they spent what twenty four years on Drearium together too. But, I mean, she'd seen every single iteration, or every, every you know, doctor she's gone back through. Yeah! God, I love the show. <laughs> I fucking love this show so much. Yeah. God it's, damn it.
0: They it, it made it pretty easy to retcon what you need to to make it work, too.
1: That, yeah. You know, but the truth is, I mean, the, Doctor Who, no matter what is its tabula rasa, don't you think? I mean, is it is, it's it's kind of that thing where you are allowed to make any story you want, but it, it, there's nothing.
0: That's like uh, in Quantum Leap. They had the Swiss cheese. Yeah, that's what they have for the doctor. Is the Swiss cheese mine? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he remembers some stuff. He doesn't remember all the
1: stuff. Right. Yeah. Does. Yeah. Right. right, right. I, I I I like. I think there's nothing more masturbatory though in a showrunner borrowing uh, an alien or an idea from another doctor. I'm, and I, yes I did say masturbatory because I mean that <laughs> it's the fucking sexiest thing in the world to see a scene where it's like oh call back I love that shit I love <laughs> it so yeah definitely watch the episode again it's it It wasn't my favorite obviously but we were only two in so it's still awesome it's still it, it, fantastic performances and we get to see Wilf again so <laughs> oh, Wilf. Wilf God Wilf. damn it we love you you beloved bastard <laughs> yeah
0: so what do we got for next week then that is a fair question it, the thing about 93 uh is that it's such a disjointed year like josh and sam uh were relatively close to time when it came out because it was released on november 24th of 1993 so it's close yeah but like there was a there was a week where they there was just no wide releases just wow. zero wide releases like the the, sec- the first week of december they're like Fuck it, we're not putting out a movie.
1: But it's Christmas
0: <laughs> blockbuster time, isn't it? <laughs> you would think, You would not think. Not in 1993, it wasn't. Uh, they just didn't have anything for the first weekend of December. There was no, no new movies. Wow. So we went with Josh and Sam. Yeah. Uh, which was the second, uh, you know, it came out the same weekend as Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: <laughs> which was, and Josh and Sam was the superior fucking Josh and film Sam in was that. The superior God damn movie. it. <laughs> Fuck you, Mrs. Doubtfire. Because
0: <laughs> 1993 is so fucking weird. It's so weird. I was, this guy on, I was watching this guy on YouTube last night who's reviewing... He's a, a young guy who's reviewing old, like, uh, MTV Music Awards. Yeah! It is so hard to watch just how cringe those are. You sent
1: me clips, and I'm like, I don't want to watch these, because those were good memories for me. <laughs> the, except for... And it's funny because I think it was actually in one of the clips or in like the the thumbnail for it. Um, it's Courtney Love and Madonna. I remember watching that live. Courtney Love throwing her fucking compact up Korea. at Madonna. Yeah, yeah. And Madonna's like, "Oh, just bring her up, Jesus Christ!" And then they get up there and they just hate each other. You can just tell. <laughs> Madonna hates her. And Courtney's in a, on Courtney, a, on another. Plan. She's so fucking drunk. I mean, she's tamed. she falls off the
0: chair. Yep. Did you know this is this is interesting? We did not see that live. What? We saw that on MTV News the next day. No, it was... It did not air live.
1: That is not true. Is this the Mandela Effect? I swear to God,
0: this did not air live. It aired the following day on MTV News. Oh, my God. While that was happening, we were watching a recorded interview of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, my God.
1: That is the Mandela Effect, isn't it? Because I swear to God I remember that. You do remember it because it did happen... But it happened. But I thought it was live. Not live. Wow. <laughs> My Owen Wilson's really coming in. Wow. <laughs> I keep doing that a lot. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Well, I again, I am not going to let you. That was peak REM for me, and they were on all of those. I,
0: you know, it's so weird. I'm not knocking REM at all. Okay. I was. Not, I always thought REM was a very serious band. Yeah. Like this. Not like they just had a very dignified aura and then I'm watching them on the on the MTV awards on the post show and or the pre-show and Michael Stipe nearly just drops his pants and shows his dick and I'm like, what the
1: fuck? Oh yeah. Where what what? That was let's see, that had to be (laughs) ninety-four
0: I think it was ninety six, but I'm not
1: ninety six? Oh yeah well, that be yeah, monster era. He was he a, fucking off in monster era though. He had a, a surgery and he wanted to shut uh-huh. off the scar and he yeah. pulls his pants down. He had down. a hernia. I remember that. Peter's joking
0: about how he's getting his sex change tomorrow.
1: Oh yeah. Oh Pete, that didn't age well. Honey. <laughs> I was so in I was so in love with that man. God, wasn't I? Like it's all I would talk about. Peter Buck, Peter Buck, Peter. Yeah. I just loved him. My God, the poor guy. I never stopped him, though. I did send him a creepy letter when I was 15, but, like, that's <laughs> what it. What did say? Um, I don't think you should be married with kids. <laughs> I swear to God, I did. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling that's... you. I never sent it. <laughs> <laughs> I was too afraid. I'm like, no, because if he ever meets me and he'd be like, did you write that letter? And I'd be like, yeah, I did. You're fucking crazy. <sighs> no, I'm not. I just really love you, God. What is wrong with me? Uh, I I have problems, but I'm you, not. I'm not a stalker. You got issues. I do um, a lot of them. Get me a magazine rack. I've got oh. a lot of issues. That's a Janine Garofalo <laughs> right there. um Yeah, I'm trying to figure out uh, what movie to watch next. Yeah, because and... we have to wait to pick it for Fuzzy. Fuzzy's gonna come back on here and go, what the fuck? <laughs> what are we watching? Can we watch Josh and Sam again? <laughs> they, they missed
0: out on. They, Josh they and totally Sam. did. Uh, I mean, there's Wayne's World 2, there's Sister Act 2.
1: I hate sequels. I know.
0: I know, they're they're pretty much trash. Um, Shadowlands with uh, Deborah
1: Winger. No, I saw that in the fucking theater! <coughs> Fuck you! No! <laughs> Becky and I, we were looking for a movie, we were looking for a movie, and they're like, oh, that might be interesting, let's go see Shadowlands. Not kidding you, half an hour into it, we got up and fucked off. <laughs> it was the most boring film more boring than the remains of the day it's just like it wow i thought anthony hopkins was actually in that one too shadowlands i'm pretty uh, sure or somebody was somebody liked that yeah yeah he is it was so (laughs) fucking boring what were you doing anthony hopkins just like you know what i I, i've taken a xanax for for life and i'm just going to make the most boring beige nightmare length films (laughs) I would really like to watch shortcuts but it's
0: it's really long and I just don't think we have time. I, yeah I have um, shortcuts
1: on DVD actually.
0: It's a really Somewhere. good movie it a, is I think it's a really good movie Yeah um, It's Altman isn't it Yeah but yeah. it's really long though It is really long. Uh, and I only say, I say that because schedule-wise for MJ and Amy, they've got a different schedule that uh, can make watching longer films a little bit more difficult. I have no problem with long
1: movies. No, I mean, we sat through the remains of the fucking day, didn't we? <laughs> and that just, was a day long. It's still happening. It's, it's still on in my room right now. <laughs> it's so long. <laughs> Why is
0: it so long?
1: It's so long. <laughs> no, we're not doing Shadowlands. Unless, like, part of me, like, kind of wants to. Like, will I, will I make it? Because I didn't fucking make it the first time. it's weird that he did two horribly boring movies in one year though Mm. like that just blows my mind i forget what it was about oh c.s lewis that's right he plays c.s lewis oh yeah it's directed by richard attenborough yeah i'm guessing what four out of five stars probably (laughs) am i just i'm just ignorant aren't i just I, i have no taste whatsoever how are you with will smith we're not
0: friends <laughs> what would you say to watching uh the academy award nominated will smith movie six degrees of separation
1: i love that movie actually really yeah i do i love that movie because um, i remember back in the day michael stipe said people need to see this movie it's 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 really good so um i think he plays a, a drug addict anything? i'm not sure um yeah i'd fucking watch that movie i'd, right. I'd fuck with it
0: i don't remember i don't know when it came out uh it's not it's a, it's a, I know it's an Academy Award nominee. I'm looking at the Academy Award nominated movies that we've not touched yet. Uh, I I've recent relatively recently watched The Piano, and I really don't need to see Harvey Keitel's dick again anytime soon. Yeah. In the Name of the Father is just is going to be a no for me as well. I just don't want to. Daniel Day Lewis. I mean, and that fucking method acted bullshit. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. In the right role, he's fantastic. He's yeah. great in Lincoln. Uh he's incredible in There Will Be Blood. But honestly, just some of that shit is just tiresome. Yeah. Just tiresome. Yeah. Um So we're not gonna do Philadelphia. Um We're just
1: not. <laughs> we're not, straight up just not gonna you, do it. You've been listening to this podcast long enough to know <laughs> That we try to cancel ourselves every fucking weekend with this Philadelphia podcast. *Philadelphia
0: Schindler's, Schindler's List* are, are are banned from. They have to be banned because <laughs> we
1: can't laugh during
0: those. Movies. No, there's and not,
1: there's nothing. I mean, you could be like you know, try to be edgy like Matt Rife and make a dumb joke. You could do that. Ugh. We 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 may be we may be ignorant losers over here. On this podcast, but we do not like to hurt or offend anyone, and yeah. and we definitely don't want to laugh at something that at that point was so fucking serious and scary. Also, we peaked with the uh, the idea of
0: Polly Shore as the star of Schindler's.
1: Oh my god, we did, <laughs> and we that that was our Seth MacFarlane <laughs> moment. <laughs> Or he
0: realized, you know, we need to apologize. We do need to apologize for we that. We need to do an apology tour and say we're sorry. But
1: it's still and in my uh, head though. I still see it in my head. <laughs> Stop wheezing the juice. Oh god, kill. Burn it with fire. <laughs> burn it with fire. <laughs> yeah. No, we yeah, and for us, we have to be able to laugh. Yeah. Um, that's why we do movies like The Remains of the Day because <laughs> okay. it's not it's not going to hurt someone's feelings if we hate this film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if it does, well, you know. Go watch the remains of the day. Yeah. Take a nap and yeah. forget. Don't 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 check out our, our, our podcast tea. on YouTube. Yeah.
0: <laughs> your Earl Grey and sip it sip it lightly while you enjoy the remains of the day. Melt
1: down some Xanax in a spoon. <laughs> and just Yeah. Inject it just snort it. Put on your favorite corduroy pants. <laughs> <laughs> Get out that 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 one nature uh, cassette you bought from Target that had the Loon song on it.
0: Play that for a while. Mrs. Doubtfire on the other hand, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. Or if you're going to watch it, maybe you're in abu- in, a, in an abusive relationship, you're a woman who's being abused by a husband emotionally. Yeah. Show him this movie and go, "This is what you're doing to this me." Is- <laughs> this is what you're doing to me. Lying, not Lying. being a good partner. No, uh, trying to be friends with our kids instead of being their
1: parent. Right. This is what you do to me every mm-hmm. day. This is why I don't love you. <laughs> this is why you're a horrible person. <laughs> this is your your villain origin story. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that movie. Incel
0: Robin Williams is the worst Robin. It Williams.
1: is. So if you have the choice, and somebody says, "Hey, you know what? I've got YouTube, and uh, we can either watch." <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Here's your choices. You can watch, like, Son-in-Law. We can watch uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Both very funny movies. Or you can watch Josh and Sam without any music. Watch Josh and Sam without any music. It's a thousand times better than either one of those two movies. Honestly, I just named. thank you to that creator. Thank for you, doing that. absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, truly, you. Not only did you give us a movie to enjoy, uh-huh. you gave us a social experiment you did. In, in movies. <laughs> yes, a chance to look at movies in a very different way. <laughs> we owe you. We owe you. We yeah. do. I'm gonna tag him. Do it, Uh, and when we post this, we're going to tag him because he deserves it. I agree. He's done a service here. He's done a service, absolutely. Not only did he save us fifteen dollars, yeah, but he gave (laughs) us a movie that we had to search our own feelings for. (laughs) He gave us an experiment in filmmaking,
1: (laughs) and didn't even mean to be edgy about it. Just like, no, you're going. This is how you're going to watch it. I'm just
0: I'm just trying to get around copyright. (laughs) I didn't didn't know I was doing experimental filmmaking.
1: (laughs) We owe you one. What is it? Roland Lack, I think is your name is. Roland Lack. Yeah, we owe you
0: one. Now start a YouTube channel where you take the laugh track off of Family Matters. Oh, please. Please.
1: And then send it to us. Tag us, because
0: I want to watch. Or somebody make uh, Family Matters without Urkel and see (gasps) just how it turns out.
1: (laughs) What's the matter with you? Have you no soul? (laughs) That show wouldn't exist without Urkel.
0: (laughs) I like I like the concept of Garfield without Garfield. I do it's like very I, funny.
1: I like removing yeah that an uh, element that I mean because Urkel
0: is the is the element of the, that doesn't make any sense. He's this you know this fake part of the universe. What happens if you lift that part of the universe out of there? You just have a crazed man a crazed cop screaming at this thing that's not really no, that's there. Not to...
1: Oh, I like or that. The girl,
0: or, or the daughter who's hiding from this guy who she's she can see, but nobody else can. Oh my
1: god, like, like they're living in a haunted house kind of thing? And and the ghosts are driving them out. Oh, I would watch wow. that show. Okay, Family Matters. That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. God, we... See, we need somebody, a good friend with editing, yeah. you know, because
0: we we don't do I that I couldn't shit. possibly do it, but no. it's, it's a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. Family
1: Matters without Urkel is the new Garfield without Garfield. I'm telling you what, now, <laughs> now I'm thinking about it, though, too, and it's too bad Fuzzy's not here, but I'm thinking about Umbrella Academy without music, which, again, the music in that show is like another character. It would be such a... Oh my god, I would lose my I don't know I don't know if I can do it. You
0: really don't realize just how much a music score is manipulating you while you're That's while true. watching a movie That's <laughs> until so it's true. not there. You're watching Josh and Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and, of and all this, fucking movies. This this family romp is turned into this dystopian adventure film.
1: <laughs> and I won't say devolved. I would say evolved. <laughs> Improved. And it definitely did. It's true. <laughs> Oh, I want to watch more movies like that. <laughs> He's got a full He's, list. We're going to we're going to have to. I know we're going to have to. All right, that's all, right. all there is. Bye. For the show. Good day.